check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing! Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I'm your host, and we are tearing off the Band-Aid to gun violence in Knoxville this week. Adrian is in the building. Welcome, Adrian. Hello, everyone. Nice to be back. It's nice to have you. I would love to have a conversation with you and the viewers about gun violence in East Tennessee. Of course. We've had three teenagers been shot and killed in a month's time. What is it going to take to stop this? That's disheartening. Just the thought of it, um, you know, the different parents that are grieving, the community that grieves, because these are all, you know, children who were, were you know, loved, had family, all different types of things. I mean, Correct. I couldn't imagine. My brother is... 11 years old, he's not far from the ages of these children. Um, so it, it just honestly breaks my heart. Yes. And the biggest thing is, is that you have to understand this could be you. A gun, a bullet has no discrimination against whoever it hits. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you are black or white. A gun does not discriminate and you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and truly something truly happened to your loved one. So that's where you have to say to yourself, you know what? I have to be uh, a voice. I have to be the one to say, you know, enough is enough. Definitely. This is a call to action my family, the Landis family, and, you know, Talking Tennessee, my podcast. What is the point of having a podcast if I won't speak out, if I won't speak up? I what? think that's the biggest thing, you know, just everyone in our community speaking up and trying to, you know, talking to the people out in the community, especially talking to our youth to let them know that, you know, you know, guns is not the answer to altercations or disagreements or whatever. So we have to put that into them and teach them along the way how to handle things that come up and, and how we can avoid these situations. That's a good point. First, I would say is, you know, who needs to speak up and speak out the most is the ones that know what happened. Definitely. You cannot look at, you know, I don't want to say anything because... You know, I don't want to be the one that rains on the parade, but it rained on a child's parade. I don't want to be the one that looks like a snitch until it's your child. You have to look at it that way. You have to say, you know what? It's not snitching. It's being aware of your surroundings and speaking up of wrongdoing. You can't keep your mouth shut when people are dying. You can't keep your mouth shut when parents are hurting. You can't keep your mouth shut when it's yours. And we had a discussion about this yesterday because um, my mom had put on there about, you know, people not wanting to snitch or whatever. And I just had made a comment and I said, 
it's not about snitching. You you coming up and saying, hey, this is what happened or whatever, you could save someone else's life. And you know what? Let me let me just tear off the word snitch. Okay. The word snitch means you are telling on someone um, that thought you were their friend or thought you were their, you know, homie or thought, whatever. That you had a, a, a relationship that you don't want to tarnish, so you don't want to snitch, so you don't look bad. Right. Okay? That's a cop-out. Okay? Because bottom line is, you're not snitching on somebody. If you're telling right from wrong, what we've all been told and taught as a child is you are to go to your teachers, your mentors, your guidance counselors, or whatever. If something should happen, you're supposed to tell. That's what we're taught, it okay? Is. Plain and simple. God would want us to speak up and speak out on wrongdoings. He has never, in his word, said, stay silent. So when it comes to the word snitch, just look at it this way. It could be you, not your family member, you. You don't know. You know, we can all sit and say about areas, you know, well, this area, that area. Well, first of all, let me let me say this. East Knoxville is a good community, it okay, is. with really good people in it, okay? Are there some bad in East not uh, bad uh, people in, in the community? Most definitely. But guess what? There's bad people in every community. Okay, so for the ones that think, okay, well, if I stay away from East Knoxville, it can't happen to me. Well, guess what? It can. Some good friends of mine's parents uh, were sitting in their house in West Knoxville. Okay. And a robber came in, shot and killed them both. Do you know why? that people think it's only in the black community and only in East Knoxville because those type stories are not talked about. They may be reported uh, one time, but they're done. Versus everything that happens in East Knoxville is magnified. It is. There was just a situation that happened at a restaurant in West Knoxville just a month ago. Exactly. Okay, so you have to sit and think about, you know, why is it that it's so magnified? But the biggest thing right now, we can't even focus on that. We can focus on that later. We've got to focus on who needs to speak up and speak out against gun violence, about killing anyone, no matter what it is, and gang violence. And I think sometimes we have to learn to not think in a simple-minded way and Correct. and focus on the bigger picture and the bigger picture is lives being taken that's what we need to focus on and not focus on the the small little stuff that or who's snitching or who's doing this or who didn't do this yeah these children are truly their lives are being shortened you know, to gun violence, and that's not right. Senseless thing. You know, 
And I know that people are sitting there saying, oh, well, the mayor needs to do this and, and the councilmen need to do this and do that. But we have to do our part in our community. You know, it's great to the warm and fuzzies. It's great to sit and go to the events and, that is peaceful. But you know what? This world's not peaceful. And we got to deal with some things. And we got to know that the more we deal with, the more we speak up about, and the more we talk about, then we can change things to have a more peaceful world. But if no one ever speaks up or everybody sits and looks at, oh, well, it didn't happen to me or my family, so we're good. Well, guess what? Didn't you think that about COVID? And COVID affected everybody. COVID-19 basically didn't discriminate either. It, it just took time. What people don't realize is COVID just took time. COVID has on, hit. Okay. COVID just took time on it coming to your house, to come to your loved ones. Because so many people looked at COVID as it wasn't going to affect them. So many people thought, oh, well, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to be in prayer, you know, but they went on about their life until COVID hit that house. Okay. It didn't discriminate against anyone. It took black out. It took white out. It took every race out and still going. Gun violence is the same way. It doesn't discriminate that bullet could hit you. You could be walking in a gas station, you know, minding your business, getting off from work, walking in to pay for your gas, and a bullet hits you. You could be in the grocery store getting some flowers for your wife, hallelujah, uh, and the bullet hits you. Or you could, uh, you could literally be sitting in a restaurant and someone get angry over their girlfriend breaking up with them and they walk into a bar and go, and the manager says you have to leave the person says no they shoot the manager they shoot the girlfriend and then they leave and go to target and kill themselves so don't you think that it only happens in East Knoxville it happens everywhere and what she just described is a true story that just happened at, a month ago. At Cassie's Bar on North Shore. Who would have thought, as as when I grew up, who would have thunk it? And then you have to understand what she's saying, where it can happen anywhere. One of those teens that got killed, guys, was driving home from school. It wasn't, it wasn't associated with it. None of that was driving home. Yeah. And so you sit there and say, you know, how can it be? Still going on in the 2021s, because guess what? There are still people getting guns that are not disciplined. I tell so many people, I, I, I carry. Okay? But guess what? I carry with responsibility. I carry with, you know, I know what I'm doing. And, you know, a lot of people might think they know what they're doing, but I'm talking about people that are flighty in their head or or just all over the place. You don't need a gun. Right. I've heard so many wives sit and say they don't want their husband to have a gun because they feel like they that, uh, that they would turn it on themselves trying to clean it. 
or trying to do whatever. So you need to really know about guns and being a um, gun owner, even as an adult. You have to hold that responsibility for the ones that are licensed. You know, I'm licensed as well. And it when it came and my parents talked to me about getting licensed some years ago when I came into the real estate industry, you know, both of my parents explained, you know, don't take this lightly. This is a responsibility. This is still Correct. at the end of the day. It's still a weapon. You have to understand what you're dealing with, understand you're using it for protection and you're not using it. Just for the heck of it. And just to act like Barney Five. Act like that you Andy Griffith. Act like you are whoever. You know, it is a, it's real life. And so you have to know, my husband talks to my son a lot. Yes, he does. A lot about, you know, never touching a gun. What it can do. The fatal things it can do. That can, you know, take your whole family out. You know what I'm saying? And you cannot change. You cannot change something once it's done. So you have to say, you know what? I have to have a duty to talk to my children. You know, stop being that parent that, oh, well, whoever, whoever, uh, you know, I just can't control them. If your child is at a certain age and you have no control over them, get them some help before they take someone's life. And there's all there's usually going to be signs. And sometimes I think that people ignore the, the red flags or the signs because they don't want to believe what they're seeing is yes. to be true. A lot of um, parents are scared of their child. Oh, yeah. I've seen that, too. A lot of kids have grown bigger than their parents, like size-wise. And height-wise, and say the parent is a single mom, they're scared of that that son. And if you are one of those people, what you need to do is go to somebody, a male figure, and say, "I need help because I can't control my child." There's that doesn't be people in the community that want to help. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that, you know, you're less than a parent. Not at all. No. no that means you're a better parent because guess what? You're being responsible. Because I know, like, Mom, you and Dad, whenever you guys are, you know, helping with me and Jaden or whatever, you guys will, you know, check with each other and ask each other, hey, like, you know, how should I handle this? Or can you help me handle this? Or maybe you, you know, deal with this one, whatever the situation may be, they run off of each other. So they if, you, if you're, you know, co-parenting or whatever, you just find people to help whatever situation. Because you best believe if I'm babysitting my little brother and I don't know something, I am on one hot, swift phone call to one of my parents to say, okay, I don't know what to do with this. Can you help me? And for all the fathers that are out there, let me say this, okay? Fathers, I know whatever dynamics it is out there that you and the mom may not have made it and the mom is raising a child in their household and you're getting them every other weekend. Mm -hmm. You have a duty to help that mother to control that son. You've got to understand a boy has to have 
you know, discipline from a father. And that doesn't mean just because a father is not in the household, you still can help that mother. I've seen many men that says, you know, hey, I hold it down for my, you know, baby's mother that or father or whatever um, that didn't that we didn't make it. But, you know, I hold her down. I keep her you know, on solid ground, you have to say to yourself, you know what? I can't get inside myself that my kid is over there frightening their mother because the mother is scared of them. But a lot of men I've heard sit and say, oh, well, I didn't try to tell her about them, you know, and now they're going to be, now they over there beating them up. You as a father should step step in and and speak to your sons and you make them be respectful because if they respect their parents, they're most likely they're going to respect the people out in the community. Yes. But if there's no respect at home, they're going to go right out of that house and they're going to disrespect uh, the community and the people that live in it. And you know what? If you want that disrespect, that's fine. But don't let it come out in the community because you know what? There is good people in this community that love their loved ones. They do not need to see your child, you know, out of control or in a gang that, you know, they can, you know, shoot and kill your loved one. It's that simple. So guess what? We have to say it's our responsibility and if you uh, to to teach these kids and to all the men in the community, let me say, please, it, I mean, y'all know when a kid is out of control, step in for that mother. If the father's absent, you need to step in and say, you know what, Miss Sally, let me help you. You know, I got some boys, you know, let me help you. I'm going to come get your boy at least once a week. I mean, once a month, and I'm just going to talk to him. I'm going to nurture him, and I'm going to, you know, try to help you. That's what we do. That's what communities are supposed to do, is to come together. And we may not be able to control everything 100%, but we can do a lot better than what's going on right now. We really can. But the first thing is you've got to accept that there's a problem. There's a problem in our community. There's gun violence in our community that is just really, really running rapid. And we have to say our youth is worth safety. It is. You know, we don't want someone to hurt us. Then why do we want someone to allow our children to be doing the things they shouldn't be doing and then taking it out on innocent people because that's what's happening right now and and like i said you've got three different families that are grieving you got a community that is grieving the loss yes, of these kids yes. and it's and it's hard because you start thinking about your own situation like i said i have an 11 year old little brother these these kids were 15 16 year old they're not that far they're not. Jaden goes to, to, to school. Anybody at any given moment could, could do something in Jaden. And I pray to God that it never happens. But you don't know. So that's why we have to do our part by talking to the youth, getting involved with the youth. And I, I know someone had made a, um, uh, I'd seen a couple times on Facebook about people saying that Knoxville needs more after school activities. We got to get our kids there. There's after school activities that are already put in place. That parents will not even take their kids. We got to take them. 
Do you know how many teachers that, that sit and say that they reach out to the parent and say to the parent, I'm having problems with your child and the parents don't even respond? There's kids right now during this COVID thing that are flunking out of their classes. Parent Teachers are reaching out to the parent and saying, hey, you know, your son, you know, is, you know, not doing well or your daughter's not doing well. Parents not even responding. Yep. So this is a cry to the community. This is a cry and call out to the parents. We got to come together as a community and say, you know what? Enough is enough. We've got to stop this. We can no longer, no longer allow this to happen. Put your foot down. Make the necessary adjustments. Yes. And stop acting household. like it's not your problem. It starts with your household before it can ever get to the community. It starts inside your house. It does. It does. And so you have to say, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes. And if I see a woman that just, you know, needs some help, man or woman, if they need some help, I'm going to help them. If I, when it's, when they say it takes a village to raise a child, Lord, don't it. well, guess what? A village is a community. Okay. So let's do it. But and and just find some things that you can say, hey, let's go do this together or tell a parent, hey, why don't you meet me such and such and bring your sons, you know, that type thing. Come on. We've got to do it. And for the for the white and black race, you have to look at it this way. Bring them together. Show them how. To live together peacefully. Yes. You know, that type thing. They have, we have to bridge the gap and say, you know, it starts with the parents. We are the supposed to be the responsible one. Okay. But if we don't never uh, accept that, we'll never do that. Responsibility and accountability is the only way that we will be able to make a change in our community. You've got to hold yourself accountable and you have to go when they have meetings in the community about, you know, getting involved and that kind of stuff. If you've got uh, uh, sons, please go to some of those meetings that they're having about it so you can be aware of what they're trying to do. And get behind these leaders. Don't sit and tear down the leaders in the community that is at least trying. You know, you can find every, you know, um, flaw or every um, thing that they're not doing. Look at what the leaders are doing and say, you know what? I'm going to help them and I'm going to support them. I'd rather see somebody trying to do something than somebody just sitting back watching everybody do the work. Exactly. Exactly. Always know that the Landis family is here to inspire you to be all you can be, your children yes. be all you can be, break the generational curses, break all of the, you know, negative things that may have been in the past. It's not our future. It's not our present if we don't want it to be. If we work really hard, we can make our future so much greater and so much better. Tune in every Thursday, guys. I'm out of here. Have a good night. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening to Talkin' Tennessee with Yavanka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the first family of real estate. And check us out on the web, www.yavankasalsrealestate.com. See our videos on Yavanka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yavanka Landis and Twitter at Yavanka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yavanka signing off.